0: Hello, and welcome to the Sport for Business podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hartnett, and in today's podcast, we are returning to our series looking at the business of rugby. The Rugby World Cup is on the near horizon, and with Ireland going in as the number one ranked team in the world, the pressure to do everything right is intense. Our Business of Rugby podcast series and daily content is enabled through the great support of our partners, Bank of Ireland. Just like they say, we should never stop competing. And we hope that some of the words and ideas we bring to you will give you an edge in the business of sport. Over the next 25 minutes or so, we will hear from the IRFU Head of Analysis and Innovation, Vinnie Hammond, from coaches Paul O'Connell and Simon Easterby, and from the team in the van. In the second part of the podcast, which will drop next week, we will be talking to Chris Byrne, who was a performance analyst with Lux GAA Club in Donegal in his spare time, but who has created this new solution in his day job. First, though, we hear from Vodafone Network Director, Sheila Kavanagh, who sets the scene while buffeted by the wind and having to duck from the occasional stray ball. I hope you could
1: all join us today. I suppose special thanks to the IRFU. Uh, for hosting us, uh, for this fantastic opportunity, clearly on the countdown, Paul, for over the next couple of weeks, so we wish you all the very, very best, but, January, very appreciative of the time you're taking out of your busy day to, to host us. And um, We're really excited about this 5G, mobile private network um, solution that we've been working in partnership with the IRFU, and a big thank you to Ericsson and SureCom, who worked in conjunction um, with Vodafone in terms of enabling this. Um, look, we've been very proud Sponsors of the IRFU for 2016. And I guess this kind of evolution of the relationship we have at the IRFU is just phenomenal. It's now m- morphing or becoming more of a technology partnership. And you're going to hear more about this from Vinny, head of analytics and innovation from the IRFU later. Uh, he knows a hell of a lot more about this capability and technology than I could ever even try to do. But, you know, I guess from my simplistic perspective, it, we're enabling. Uh, the 5G mobile private network we're enabling real-time analytics of the data that we would have had to date from the drone technology that's enabling the likes of paul and the management team make changes and suggestions with regards to performance regarding the performance and maybe modifications to play i just I, i'm personally like super psyched but i just think it's phenomenal right but um I'm not going to say any more about that because clearly my level of knowledge is, you know, minimal in comparison to these experts that are beside me.
0: And among those experts, first up in the clips is Vinnie Hammond, who is the head of analysis and information, and the man who has overall charge of making sure that this technology does what it's supposed to do. Yeah, just from the
2: outset. usage for us is really simple so as we've gone to World Cups in the past the one thing that you notice when you get there is all the luxuries that you have in our own training ground disappear and and you're left to fend for yourself, so whatever you can get, scaffolding and that kind really. So about a year out Vodafone, we're good enough to kind of, okay, we had an idea and to bring it to life with Ericsson, with can digging out stuff in the background, that I don't know what it is, but it works. And for us, it's really important because the, the coaching moments and the, the kind of, the, the ability for us to change something or for the coaches mainly to change something on the go are so slight and so small. The guys are training three or four times a week, they might be told 150 different things from Monday to Friday. But if we can show them one clip or we can show them one image of something that we need to change as we go that's really really important in a in, a, in tournaments where pretty much everything matters the whole way through so and um, the solution for us was well we had, we had a rough outline and then it was just brought to life by what the, the guys at upon did and said, right okay let's put everything into a van the cameras are mounted up the top there the, the network hole and the mobile private network hole is there and everything is is going to tri- I think it's shipping tomorrow. Do you want to move over onto the side so people might like get a, a view of what, what you're doing know, inside the van? Cause it's, it's, just like yeah, the it's not going to fit the... everyone, but <laughs> next year's van, next year's van they said is bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe it's just so people can see that. Yeah, so John John Allen and and Jack who are working with me at, in the analysis team. They're each kind of, uh, during training, different parts of that session is being cut up and sliced and moved around and relayed directly to the coaches on the pitch. So it's important for us to have all those moving parts, but because of this, it gives us the ability to know, like we tried to do today, was simulate being in France, but being in in um, in Saint So we tried to run the session like we won't have any uh, any kind of the luxury that we have around the pitch here and put everything into the van
0: side. So- We'll come back to John, Alan, Jack, and indeed Vinnie once they've made their way around to the van. But for now, let's talk to Paul O'Connell and Simon Easterby to see from a coach's point of view what it is that makes this technology so special.
3: I don't know a lot about the technology side of it, but what it gives us is, is a live review. So probably the first coach to really use this with us is John Fogarty. He uses it for his scrum stuff on a Monday. So in, in, indoors there, we've a, a, a camera above, uh, we'll do setups in the scrum. Um, they'll, they'll engage against one another and then they walk to a TV and they, there's a 30 second de- delay and they watch that scrum and then they come back and they feed back to the coach on, on, uh, on what they did well and what they didn't do well and who was aligned and, and who wasn't aligned. And now we're bringing that out onto the pitch from kind of scrum into general play. So when you see something that happens, you can just go to one of the coaches with the mic, and you can say, "Can you cut that last rope for me?" And then he'll put that up for you, and you can get the lads around the big screen, and you can give them feedback. And you know, I think in research shows that the earlier you give the feedback, the better it is. The earlier you give the feedback, the better a chance you have of of a, of a behavior change or, or a habit change. So this is kind of called five star feedback, where you can get a, a guy you could you can. I suppose use the video to confirm you saw what you think you saw and then you can show the player immediately either on the big screen or, or on an iPad um, and they can go about their business as well so I suppose there's a number of good things there in that you know they, they're getting good feedback they're getting really accurate feedback you're not feeding back to them on what you thought you saw you're feeding back to them on what you know you saw and the other thing we have then is, is I think we've 8 high resolution cameras here so even when we mall, um, like my mall footage this evening will have six cameras on it. So like we have a back lifter, we want to look at what he has done. So we have a camera angle from here. We have a front lifter on the other side. We want to see what he, he has done. We've drawn footage from uh, on top so we can see if there's any gaps or any, any spaces in our mall. And we've footage from either either end of the mall as well. So, you know, trying to get that onto, onto one screen uh within five minutes of it happening so that we can feedback to the players is i would imagine it's pretty tricky uh i would imagine it's pretty tricky but for us in terms of the value it gives us in terms of being able to live review it's 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 uh it's absolutely incredible and it's actually something that we as coaches uh are i suppose we need to get better at using it it's such new technology it's it's but the opportunities that it gives us are, are incredible you know we are, we have a lot of review meetings and Andy speaks a lot about trying to find a way so he doesn't want long meetings he doesn't want a lot of meetings so this is a great opportunity for us to find a way to have a quick review a quick little meeting a quick chat fix something on the run and then get back out on the pitch and, uh, and see how it works thanks Paul Simon uh, another assistant coach as well we're just getting some Feedback as to how, on a practical level, this assists you with your coaching and, and analysis. Maybe give a, a bit of enlightenment
4: on how well, your role. Paul's probably covered most. <laughs> so sorry I'm late. Uh, yeah, I think the, the live feedback, uh, Paul's probably said, is, is invaluable. You uh, sometimes leave the training pitch, and players might leave with a bit of anxiety, a little bit of uh, concern about something that they, they think they might have done because they're better. Um, you know, we obviously try and give live coaching feedback, but if they can see it and then they get a feel for, for exactly what happened, then it, it allows them to adjust and potentially go and um, put that into practice in the session itself. Yeah. Every, every player, every coach has a different way of learning and a different way of explaining, but certainly for us it, it becomes invaluable in that it's, it's, it's live, it's in the moment, and players are we're stressing them, we're trying to get them to, to a point where they feel yeah. under a bit of pressure. Uh, but there's also that ability to, to be calm and then make good decisions and some of that allows us to, to do that in there and then go back to the pitch and try and put it into practice.
3: Thanks, Simon. Um, I'll uh, facilitate oh, okay. a question or two for, for the both coaches here and Vinny will be available for one-on-ones as well as agreed. So just if there's any particular questions before we have to do a quick demo of the van. Yeah.
1: yeah Jess from Talk. Uh, just in terms of... There's so much data now, and it's possible to gather so much data. How do you distinguish between valuable data versus just numbers and stats for the sake of it? Um, well,
3: it's, it's the data that's important to you, and it's your feel as a coach then of, of when you're overloading a player or, or not. I would say, you know, we have all the data in the world, but we, we actually don't rely heavily on it. I, I think another thing Andy speaks a lot about it is the coach's life. Um, and it's a skill that we're always trying to develop is our ability as coaches to see it for ourselves you know and not to be always relying on a video or not always be relying on a stat but I suppose you know within 24 hours of the game if you've, if you've had a conversation with a few other coaches if you've had a conversation with a few players if you've you know if you've seen it live in the game then you've watched it on the video and, and you've, you've stats on the side as well you have a pretty good picture then of, of what happened or what didn't happen um and i think you know it's one of the challenges we had certainly with the gps when, when the gps first came in you know we, we used to get a load of information i was a player when i first came in and we used to get a load of information and we didn't pay it any attention to it. when the gps stuff went down to a one pager it was something that the players were really excited to to look at and i think that's something that our video analysts are quite good at is is getting getting to the things that are really important and then us allowing the things that are really important
0: influence our coaching and 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 our plan for each weekend Rob? Uh, rob from sport for business are the players curious can you take feedback from them as to something they spot that they would like to know a little bit more of?
3: Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons you have to actually, you know, sometimes you go into a review and if you haven't spoken to the players on, on something that's, you know, a bit confusing or you don't understand how they've gone wrong or what's happened, it, it, you know... It, if you haven't had a little bit of a chat and gotten the backstory of why a certain thing has happened, you know, I, I, I had it yesterday where, with a player who was just into camp and he, he, he came around a corner and he's supposed to do a certain thing when he came around the corner but there was some of the calls he hadn't picked up yet so, you know, I could put him up on the review and I could say you know, you got to do A, B and C but I, me as a coach hadn't told him what he had to do yet so uh, I think having that chat with a player is really important and you see, they've so much, uh, they have so much knowledge from their provinces as well, you know. So we finish at the end of the Six Nations. They play on for another two months. They have a whole lot of different challenges they're facing that maybe we don't understand. And you get, you know, you're trying to get that information off them because plenty of it is stuff we can use as well, you know, the lessons they've learned in their game. So, um, so it's, I, it's quite collaborative. I think, you know, Simon is really good at. I need to be better at questioning, but Simon's really good at questioning and trying to get the players' feedback and trying to get the players' opinions because, you know, we have a lot of very smart players and uh, when they have an opinion and feel that their opinion is, is heard, they tend to take a, a lot more ownership. So they are really curious and curiosity is, is a big part of, of how we go about our business. Just a final question, yeah.
2: um, do you find that the extra data, the quicker data, is confirming what you already knew, or is it giving you additional insights that you might not have anticipated before?
3: Uh, yeah, well, it's both really. So, sometimes, sometimes you're you're confirming what you saw or, or what you think you saw, and sometimes you're finding out it, it isn't it isn't what you saw at all because you know you look at them all there, it, it happens so quickly. There's so many moving parts to it. Uh, you know that live feedback that ability to 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 be able to accurately feedback to the players really important what Simon said is true you know a lot of them they're all trying to do things right you know they're all if we can clear it up like our guys break today they go home for for 24 hours and we come back tomorrow if we can clear up a few things that might cause them a little bit of anxiety before they leave it's it's a great tool for us yeah, it just, just, I guess, creating that little extra
4: edge. The, uh, the, from where we were maybe 20 years ago, we had one angle on a line-out, one angle on a scrum, and then it was just it was a bit of guesswork. So I, I guess what it allows us and the players to do, like Paul said, is, is collaborate. And, and you know, there's, there's loads of little mini-group meetings go on uh, throughout the day after training. Guys will catch up with Paul or Fogs around the set-piece stuff. There's there's little chats around the front row and what the second row are doing, but all of that is is also documented in in the footage. And you know it's an unbelievable um, system that the the lads have got going. Um, You know, Vinny, Alan, and uh, John have a a real understanding of what the coaches want, and I think. And then we, as coaches, we're we're getting an understanding of what the players want. So there's that collaboration throughout, and, and hopefully by the end of it, we get clarity. Clarity allows you to go and, and do things with intent. So I, I guess that's that's the bottom line, isn't it? We, we don't want to be we don't want to be uh, over coaching, but we want to make sure we get the detail right. So there's no there's no confusion. We get real clarity, and then players can go out and be themselves and, and play what's in front
0: of them clarity intent and curiosity some real value in what we heard there from first paul o'connell and then simon easterby now let's head back around to the van and hear from the team of lads who will be traveling over to france and who were putting on the exhibition of the way in which the technology actually works
2: so just just to give you an idea obviously it's kind of hard to see from where you are and um, but everything is routed from our cameras back into these stations in here John Buffy and Alan who work with the national team as analysts and Jack is then in the other room in there and like I said earlier it's trying to make sure that when we arrive in France what we have in here is working there and um, when you get a chance you can come in here and, and there's not much space to wander around but <laughs> realistically what it's enabled us to do during that last while Paulie was talking there is that um, so Craig was doing it Craig is doing his passing session at the end of training being able to just immediately sat there in front of him and give it back to him as he's passing. So maybe he passes eight balls, a seventh or eight ball wasn't right. He went back, looked at it and did 10 more. Uh, if it's Craig, it's probably 20 more. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah, so like the, everything is, is there. You'll see the drone is connected in the same way through the same 5G network. Again, Con knows how it happens. We probably don't know enough about how it happens, but it does work. And then um, for us, that's gold. So the joysticks, the cameras, everything is in, And uh, someone's driving this over to France on Thursday, and uh, it'll be there hopefully for as long as uh, as long as we are. So if you if you throw your head in, you get an idea of what's going on. But Johnny, you want to explain maybe? Johnny can talk you through the route of the videos, as where it comes from and where it roots out the back and where it goes to. Yeah, stand up there. Yep. Um. So we've got two cameras. You probably see them mounted up on top of the pavilion. Uh, One gives us a wide angle. The other is a tight angle. Um, so both of those are coming in live and then as Vin said the drone comes in as well So it's given us three views and then in France we'll have four because we'll have an end-on view then at the, the end of the pitch And um, so we'll have a four stack live of training straight to the iPads on the pitch if coaches or players want to do a live review so. And I'll, from the, the, the biggest challenge for us anyway with this coaching group is to get this stuff turned around really quickly because we're on to the next thing In most most weeks, we're on to the next thing very sharp, so your turnaround time is 20 minutes after the session. Everything has to be locked, loaded, and put onto a hard drive for all the coaches, players, and uploaded to the cloud. So that's the process that Al manages. The advantage of having it all on one network and it's all ingested into our software straight away
4: enables us to give instant feedback, package it in whatever way we need to for the coaches and players, and then push that out straight away. You've seen some of the lads on the big screen there straight away after, they finished the session, they were able to review their scrums, some of the reviewed lineouts. outs, Craig reviewed his passing. Um, and yeah, as soon as we get back up now, we'll have the package ready for the coaches, it's
3: good to go here on my laptop, so uh, they'll be looking for it pretty snappy.
2: Think the important <laughs> bit for us is that we didn't just lash a load of technology at something that wasn't the problem, right? So, we, we actually, we did have a problem in that we couldn't do what we can do now. And that's, so we've solved something and Vodafone and Surecom and Ericsson have, have helped us with that. We've solved the real world problem but we've also started probably a little bit of a journey now as to once we've got this set up and once Vodafone hand over the keys of the van for keeps then we can expand out and and we can really build on this so it's kind of exciting because we don't really know what's possible now in a year's time or 18 months time but and um, yeah this is the foundation of it
0: rugby is all about home and away fixtures and we heard then from Vinnie about the difference in the technology and the cameras and the facilities which are available at some of the away grounds that Ireland will be playing at and have traditionally played at. Quite,
2: quite regimented in terms of what you're given at a World Cup, so for example you're given a certain amount of tackle pads, you're given a certain amount of tackle shields, you're allowed wear this, you're not allowed wear that, you're allowed tweet this and not that, so you do have to operate within limits that we don't normally operate within. Um, but from an analysis point of view you get a scaffold on the end of the pitch and you get a scaffold on the halfway and after that anything that you get after that is, is kinda of your own business. So with maybe in the past that was enough, but with the coaching group that we have there you're servicing five or six coaches and they've all got different they've all got different requirements. So I don't know if you see the mall, the mall has four or five different angles and cameras, needs live feedback and there's two drones in the sky. and um, yeah, so is that you are removed of all of those things that we can walk into a nice covered area and fix something when it happens. So that's what we try to do here. And, and the van's been cleared by World Rugby, I presume. Oh, don't go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're lucky in that we f- spend the first five weeks in tours, which is a training base. And for us, that's going to be a static venue, which is nice. Um, and then
0: after that, hopefully three weeks in Paris. Right. Hopefully. When it, when it comes to it, like the coaching, the analysis and in an environment like this is brilliant but decision making happens during the 80 minutes of a game as well is there is there any way in which you can replicate some of this analysis in the stadium either in the aviva stadium for a home game you'd control better or indeed at the world cup
2: no we're good we're good on that so everything that you see in the van here Happens exactly the same in the stadium. So the stadium, in a lot of ways, is easier because the infrastructure is obviously built. So you've cables, you've wires, you've ducting in, sta- in, in, in stadium that you wouldn't normally have in, say, in a training ground. So stadiums become easier. But also, World Rugby and any international uh, game, six angles from that game is shared with everyone else in the world. Hmm. So if Tonga play, well, Tonga play Canada the other night six angles from that game get sent to us in the same way when we play England at the weekend, six angles from us get sent to, to the rest of the teams in the world. So it's a level playing field in that sense. And then within the analysis kind of community, if we've got a visiting analyst coming into the Aviva, we definitely be trying to help them out in terms of their feeds and their requirements. It's the one area of like backroom staff where you have to kind of go out in a limb to help the others, mm. because the reciprocation that you get on the other side, if we turn up in the millennium or we turn up in, in Twickenham and they don't give what we need, you're kind of you don't have any, you don't have any fallback. So we do rely on each other a lot.
0: They'd never let you down, though, would they? No. We were able to check then on just how the knowledge that you get from the technology is imparted to the coaches in the red, white-hot heat of the game environment.
2: Yeah. So Alan is on the bench right beside John Fogarty. He's a scrum coach, and anything that they're doing, anything that that anything that happens on the pitch, if there's a there's a moment to change. We'd be able to make that change because Alan can see it, give it to John, or John can see it and give it to Paul, or myself beside Faz and and, uh, and Simon and Cathy. So there's, they're, they're they're tiny, like and people will say oh, it's just technology, but like we always try and keep the technology away from getting it. It's not going to be a, like a it's not a burden. So the more seamless it is, it just works away in the background and we only use it when we need it. It's not like we just have a load of toys and we and we lash them out whenever we can, which sure. No, oh, so the, the GPS is kinda of separate, right? So the GPS operates off GPS signals up into um, satellite and back down. At the moment the GPS sits on a separate network. The only problem with GPS is an indoor game. So it's not thankfully it's not our problem, but for the for the, the guys from Statsports and, and GPS guys that's a massive issue. So Millennium and then the rugby ball, I don't know, is there a ball around there? Yeah. Kit manage last. <laughs> Uh, i'll just show you something on the ball because the ball is actually chipped as well so there's a chip in the ball and um that data is then provided in as as we need it and again talking like we said earlier we don't really know what's possible with that ball so you take the see the i don't know can you see it there yeah. the ball's chipped and there's a there's a little
0: <laughs>
2: there is a there's a usb charger in the bottom of that and then um they're stuck in but Oh. So, yeah, so there's two. So, if you notice on any of the newer balls, right, this is separate to motor pump. There's two valves as opposed to one. First valve is for air, and the second valve is for connectivity. So,
0: okay, so then the coaches were hovering and they were saying that we kind of need the work that you've been doing through the uh, morning. So, uh, just before we wrapped up, we asked Vinnie finally about the genesis of this. Where did it come from?
2: Yeah, there's a really bad drawing that we kind of came up with, and we said, could we not have such a we drew a van like didn't look like this and we said what could we do with it and, they, they, and did you see evolved. something in another sport or was it just yeah, facilitated the desert. no <laughs> <laughs> cycling would be the one that we think are formula one where they operate out of a, a moving a moving home and uh yeah so cycling would have been the the best version of what we could look at so
0: and finally we had a chat with Chris Byrne. He is one of the solutions experts in Vodafone who has used some of his own personal experience as a performance analyst with Lockswilly GAA Club and Michael Murphy up in Donegal to build a system which uses the technology in a way that's going to be really useful for the end user, for the client, which in this case, of course, is the hopes and dreams of Irish rugby. We're going to chat to chris in part two of this podcast uh, which we will release next tuesday so it'll be after the uh, hopeful irish victory over england at twickenham on saturday evening the sound quality of the recording that we took out in the high performance center wasn't really good enough so we're going to re-record that and we will bring it to you as the second part of this podcast I hope you enjoyed what you heard today and I hope you've learned something from it which you can take into conversations around the Rugby World Cup when it kicks off with Ireland's first game uh, in the tournament against Romania on September the 9th, Saturday evening. Uh, Once again, it's thanks to Bank of Ireland that we're able to bring you the business of rugby and much of the other content which you can enjoy at sportforbusiness.com. If you want to find out more about that, about what we do in the commercial world of Irish sport in all of its forms, then join us at that web address sportforbusiness.com or drop me a line at rob at sportforbusiness.com just to say hi. You can subscribe to this podcast, which drops every Tuesday and Thursday across a wide range of sports and sponsorship related areas on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Sign up as well to our twice daily email bulletins or check us out on Twitter or LinkedIn. Thanks very much for taking the time to listen in today and the best of luck to Ireland when they take on England at Twickenham.